0: All right, well, let's pray. God, we come to you with a heart of expectation. We know that faith is not just something that's inside. It's demonstrated with action. And, God, these couples have all demonstrated their faith in you today by coming here. They've demonstrated their faith in um, your institution of marriage. And they've demonstrated their faith that you can... Um, transform our lives, and you can make us into who you want us to be, and you can make our lives a um, demonstration of who you are to the world around us. I pray that you would do amazing things here today, God. I pray that you would do amazing, even more amazing things once we leave here through our marriages, God, to your glory. I pray for your purposes, Jesus. Amen. All right, Mike and Rachel Fields will be Heading up the stage, to give a testimony as to how God has worked in their marriage. Please give them a hand as they approach the stage. Good
1: morning. So, a uh, man finds himself in heaven, and God's there, and God says, I'm glad you're here. Is there anything I can do for you? And he says, you know... <clears throat> I've never been to Hawaii. I'd like to go to Hawaii. And God says, okay, we can probably do that. He goes, but you know, I'm afraid to fly. I don't want to fly. And I don't want to, I don't want to be in a boat either. Can you make a, make a road? And I'll drive. I'll just drive to Hawaii. There's a long pause, and God says, you know, I finished making the earth. I, I kind of like it the way it is. I don't, I don't want to change it. Is there anything else? And the guy thinks for a while, and he goes, you know, I've always wondered... What goes on in a woman's mind? How does she think? Maybe you could, you could teach me that. Maybe I could learn how, how she thinks and what she means when she talks and God goes, do you want that road to be a two-lane or a four-lane? So it was just about three years ago we brought home our, our little boy. He's hilarious. He's handsome. And uh, six, months after, six months ago, we brought home his, his baby sister. She's bald, but she sure is beautiful. <clears throat> we're blessed to have our kids in the order and the time frame that worked for us. You know, because of that, we've been told that we live the American dream. You know, the whole secure marriage, two kids, a dog, the white picket fence thing.
2: That's not true, though.
1: What's, what do you mean, what's not true?
2: We don't have a white picket fence.
1: We don't have a picket fence. It's chain link. We say that in jest, but we haven't always been walking in the favor of God.
2: You're right. It hasn't always been this way. In one fa- At one point, I was broken. I felt shattered. As far back as I can remember, I was sexually abused from about 4 to 11 by a family member. When I had to go stay at their home, I would go and hide under the coffee table or the dining room table or behind the couch to sleep just to get away to feel safe. I remember To bathe, I would roll up toilet paper and shove it in the keyhole of the door just so no one would watch me. I was also raised in a home with domestic abuse. Now, it didn't just happen at my house with my mom and dad, but it also happened with aunts and uncles. So it almost seemed like a normal thing for my family. I grew up with no self esteem, no self confidence, and I thought of ending my life on a regular basis. Later, as an adult, I found myself in abusive relationships, mental, emotional, and physical. I once was so controlled that I couldn't even go to Walmart by myself. If we were driving by Sonic and I would look over to see who was there, because it was like the cool thing to do where people hung out, I would get in big trouble. I was isolated from my family and from my friends. I once was picked up by my throat, and shoved so hard against the wall that my elbows went through. As my feet were off the floor, I remember thinking, this is it. I woke up in the hallway and I thought he had left me for dead. I ran out to my car to get away. I thought he was gone, but he was still there. He ran out and punched my windshield and it cut up my face from the glass. I went home to go in my house, and I couldn't get in. My house key was gone. I went to a payphone because it was before I had a cell phone. And there, a woman saw me. She told me to go get help, and I didn't want it. I was scared. Too late, she had already called the police. She was my angel in disguise. The police came. I was covered in blood. My window was busted, and he told me I had to go to the station to make a report. At that point, it was no longer in my hands. It was in the States. There would be a hearing, and he was facing felony charges. But little did my appointed lawyer know. He came, and he kidnapped me from my house with that missing house key. He came in and took me while I was sleeping, and he made me write a letter to that judge saying that I was just as much at fault as he was. He threatened to kill me and my family if I didn't write it. Because of that letter, he got away scot-free, except for having to pay for my doctor bills in my window, which he never did. I had to have my face glued in several spots. Later, he came and kidnapped me again. There was actually a gun involved this time, and I was afraid for my life. While he went outside, I snuck out the back door and ran to a stranger's house. There, her and her daughter had just got home from a late-night shopping trip. Um, here comes this crazy girl screaming and crying for help. They took me inside and decided to take me for my, to my aunt's house. They hid me in their van because we could see him driving around the block. Um, it took me several months, but finally I was able to separate myself from him. He stalked me for five years. I would go places and see his car, or he would come to my workplace and call me even though I had a new number. It was horrible and scary. Many years went by. And I would still see, fear seeing him or having him show up somewhere. Finally, it became a memory. Although I struggled with trust, fear, and no self worth, I kept going on with my life. I tried to hide the pain. Several years later, a friend wanted to set me up with her nephew on a blind date. She had tried for years, but he would e- was either seeing his on again, off again girlfriend, or I was talking to somebody. But Lori Hickson invited me over to meet her nephew, Mike. That was almost nine years ago this March. We hit it off, but boy, he didn't know what he was getting into. That's for sure. He would have ran fast. (laughs) They say people come with baggage. Mine seemed to be a little overstuffed. As time went by, I began to question him, who he was talking to, what he was doing. I didn't trust him. In essence, I became the abuser. I didn't think I deserved him. I searched for trouble. I made drama because it was something I was so used to. I was ugly, I was mean, and I was hateful. And he finally got to a place where he didn't know if he could do it anymore. I went to counseling, I got on antidepressants, and I prayed. I prayed harder than I had ever prayed before. I asked God for a way to help me change.
1: You know, I also have baggage, and I put on here that uh, I want to save that for another time. Kevin gave us a 15-minute allotment, so I could probably go on for a while with my baggage as well. But for now, I just want to focus on, on, on us. Nine years ago, I met a woman who was as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside. And, dude, she can bake. We, we really enjoyed each other's company. At some point, though, things became difficult. She, she was strong and stubborn, and sometimes that was good, but sometimes it was bad. Particularly when she didn't agree with me, right? (laughs) She mentioned that she didn't trust me. Well, that's true. She didn't trust me. She would question me about everything. Where I was going, who I was with, what time I was coming home, and what was taking so long. And she would get angry at some really small things. And when she got mad, she got mad with every fiber of her being. But I, I certainly am no angel, and I realized that I didn't make it easy for her. I wasn't a very good communicator. I'm still not a very good communicator. Maybe Peter can give me some private lessons at some point. I would shut down emotionally. I listened to her, but I didn't hear her. I was there for her. but I was present, but I wasn't there for her. I was bitter, and I couldn't get past being mad at her. For a while, I didn't think we would make it. I remember thinking that I couldn't make it through another day in in this relationship. I still loved her, but I didn't know how to deal with it. In fact, I didn't know if I wanted to deal with it. But there was something inside me that said, don't go. She needs you. And it wasn't all bad. Rachel is also the most loving person I've ever met. She cries at Hallmark commercials. Seriously, she cries at Hallmark commercials. And when she loves, she loves with every fiber of her being as well. Fast forward some months or years later, we were invited to church by Mike and Lori Hickson. Remember the people who set us up on the blind date. While we both knew Christ, we didn't have a personal relationship with him. After coming to church a few times, we realized this was our church home. The people here have made us feel so welcome, and community is so necessary when we walk the narrow path. Our passion and desire to know God grew tremendously. I would see Rachel reading the Word, or she would send me a text message with a scripture included. And while I was reading God's Word, seeing her involved made me want to become the spiritual leader in our home. I didn't know it, but Rachel had been praying that I would become just that. Now that God is at the center of our lives, I no longer feel the jealousy or bitterness coming from her. I now feel love. I don't get angry messages. I get love notes in my wallet or a message written on the bathroom mirror. A text message saying, I'm glad you're the leader of our home. God has given me a strong wife. And although there was a time I would have been frustrated at that. Now I thank God because I know she had to be to get through her past. And now she's stronger than ever. I know it's cliche, but I love her more today than I have ever. Her love shines through all the disappointment The heartache, the shame, and the pain that she's somehow ambled through in this life. Praise God he gave me a strong woman. She's stronger than me and she's my hero. Somehow she's been able to forgive and it's changed our lives.
2: Forgive. That is the way God was able to help me change. I forgave myself. I forgave the ones who hurt me. I truly opened my heart and I forgave. I forgave them. It was a weight off my shoulders. It was an amazing feeling. The world didn't owe me anything. This wonderful man who stood by me, he didn't deserve to have to pay for somebody else's mistakes. It was time. It was time to open my life to Christ. I started praying hard that God would come into Mike's life and make him the Christian leader of our home. As the head of the house, I felt he could lead and I could follow. Saying it out loud sounds like a cop-out, like I could do it on my own. I was trying, but I knew for me and the kids it would be easier with him. I felt he was a born leader. I know people are drawn to him. I asked God to let him be a brother to the church. When Mike and Lori invited us to come here, I never Ever expected to fall in love with this church. I have. During worship, I can't count the times that I have stood crying. I started feeling the spirit move through me. I could also see it working with Mike. I saw him reading his Bible. I saw him changing, becoming more attentive to my womanly needs, telling me that I'm pretty or leaving me a note, sending me a text message out of the blue communicating, and he was just actually listening better. He was hearing what I was actually saying. Our marriage became stronger, and our relationship is an all-time high. We spend time praying together. We do it openly when we go out to eat. We do not hide our faith. We are becoming people our hearts desire to be. We made the decision to get baptized together and commit our lives to Christ. I always knew God would not give up on me that there was a reason I got a second chance. I know now that his creation for me was my husband. He is the most amazing person I know. He has stood by this broken woman while God made me whole again. God is the reason we are together. God is the reason why we are living this American dream. Thank you.